you. This Friday, as all Fridays, I'm getting to start off by speaking to my friend Michael. Michael is the executive director of 4SA. Um, Michael studied law abroad. He's been successful in business. He was a co-founder of the His People Every Nation Church Movement in South Africa. Michael also is um, uh, representing uh, 4SA, as I said, that's Freedom of Religion South Africa. Freedom of Religion South Africa is a legal advocacy organization which works to protect and promote your constitutional right to religious freedom in South Africa. Michael, I don't know if all the technology is going to be working, but are you with us on air at the moment? I can hear your laughs. I know you are. I, I am with you. I'm with you. I'm just so amazed at how many technology platforms radio pulpit is on but uh, yes i am here by phone it's it's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool i mean on on friday i come in and i sit down behind this microphone and i start talking and the the guy that's pressing the buttons he's not even in studio he's sitting in a different city <laughs> and he's controlling all the tech the technology and here i am speaking to you in cape town i'm looking at whatsapps and uh, and uh, and facebook messages that are coming in from all over the country i know that we have people even listening from from europe and and abroad uh, it just yeah technology is amazing isn't it it sure is. It sure is, Mark. So, brother, um, often on a Friday, uh, you and I have kind of a, a, a pre-negotiated conversation or email exchange in terms of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we've prob- we've you know interacted often on on court cases and on um, conversations between the church and the state, um, and uh, and I, it's always informative. It's always interesting. This morning is going to be a little bit unusual in that. I don't know exactly what you're going to be saying, but, but I do know it relates to your recent trip abroad. Are you going to be telling us about your time in the sun on sandy beaches, or did you go abroad in order to work? <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, the problem is going internationally to conferences. People think it's a wonderful holiday. In fact, you basically go from the airport to the conference venue. You're in sessions and meetings and discussions and what have you. And then you get back on the bus and go back to the airport. <laughs> you, you seldom see outside the confines of the hotel. But all that to say, it was uh, an excellent opportunity. Mm. Uh, I, I was invited to a conference organized by an organization called the Universal Peace Federation. It was their 2022 uh, Summit and Leadership Conference. Yes. And I was invited uh, by uh, somebody who's been uh, a, a definitely a, a, a tremendous ally uh, to Freedom of Religion in South Africa, uh, Dr. Imboni Uzvi-Lesvi Redebe, who heads up the Nkuruleku Yuzizwe Association, which is a traditional African spirituality. And he is also president of an organization that's been formed uh, called the Interreligious Association for Peace and Development, or the IAPD. And this is one of the structures under this Universal Peace Federation. And it was an amazing conference. Uh, as I say, I didn't expect to be invited, but uh, when I heard what the theme of the conference was, I thought this is a great opportunity. What, what they had basically done, and this organization has very, very wide reach. They've been going for 40, 50 years now, and they've built up a pretty peerless relationship group 
of senior political leaders, senior religious leaders, interfaith from literally all over the world. And this is what happened in Seoul, Korea. Uh, everybody came together for this particular event. And when, when I say senior people, I mean, for example, one of the speakers was a man called Mike Pompeo, who people might know was the uh, Secretary of State in order for foreign international um, prime minister, in a sense, of international affairs under Donald Trump. Um, and other people of similar caliber, former presidents from Europe, from South America, from Africa, speaking on two, three themes. One, of course, being peace. Uh, within South Korea, where, of course, we still have a divided nation, North and South Korea, uh, on family, which is very much a central issue for uh, this, this movement, the protection of the family, the value of the family as a foundational building block of society, and particularly the importance of parents being able to transfer their values and their faith and their beliefs to their own children. Uh, and, of course, the third theme was freedom of religion, and that was what I was invited to participate in. So it was a very, very uh, intensive uh, four days, uh, but very positive. And I was given an amazing opportunity to speak uh, in the plenary session to all the delegates on freedom of religion at a crossroads. And essentially what I was doing was emphasizing that we cannot take our freedom religion rights for granted anymore. Uh, there is a, a, a strong and growing wind that is pushing against it very much from the secular side of, 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 of ideology, uh, which I think very concerningly is looking to interrupt the value exchange, if you like, from generation to generation between parents and their children. And that's what we have to be very vigilant about. So obviously your presence at the conference was related primarily to the freedom of religion. Uh, Michael, what are some of the things that you might have said to them from a South African perspective uh, um, at the conference? One of the things that I was very much emphasizing is that it is so important that religious leaders, um, religious people, generally speaking, people who have conservative values based upon traditional um, religious values, that we understand the times in which we live, that we do not live in a neutral time where we can simply just take for granted that everything is going to go on as it was before. There is a growing pushback, if you like, uh, against faith, because faith is almost the antithesis of the secular humanistic values that are infiltrating our society and, and that are pushed on every side, uh, through the media, through entertainment, through many of the technology platforms, uh, through just about everything we see. And of course, unfortunately, we are seeing that political forces, the state, is beginning to align behind some of these ideological viewpoints. And that is always going to be a very dangerous thing for uh, traditional people and people of faith. And we, and we face that. We, we, we fought things like the Caputo Amendment Bill. We fought the hate speech bill. We fought to keep religion uh, and, and, and expressions of religion in the school system. And we've been successful. And I think what I was trying to uh, encourage the delegates from the different nations is that if we do make our voices heard, then... And we must make our voices heard. We must get these values back into the center of political discourse and debate. And so I was encouraging two things. First of all, the opportunity in different nations, specifically strategic nations within Africa, uh, to form something along the lines of 4SA. And secondly, there was a resolution which was put uh, before the conference, which I uh, was not part of, but I certainly endorsed, which is to establish 
a spiritual advisory board within the Africa Union uh, and to make sure that those values are protected, respected, uh, taken into account at the highest level. Because so often we experience laws in this country. We find ourselves living under laws in this country. And we wonder, where do they come from? Uh, They don't seem to reflect our values. And yet so often they come from policies formulated in, say, the United Nations that typically will flow through um, interstate organizations like the Africa Union, and then into the different regions and through interministerial dialogues. And the next thing, they end up in government departments. And the next thing, we find them in form of laws and regulations that we now have to live under and are sometimes having to fight against. So rather push the battle to the policy. And so very importantly, I think, this uh, Spiritual Advisory Board uh, is a, a, a tremendous opportunity. It hasn't coalesced yet, but there does seem to be, and there did seem to be at the conference, uh, a lot of political will for this body to be established. So I, I was very supportive of that. So, so Michael, help me out. What would a what would a political advisory board to the African Union actually do practically? Would it would it how would it benefit local churches in South Africa, or me as a Christian living out my life in South Africa, for instance? What what would be the advantage of advocating for an organisation like that? Well, a, a spiritual advisory board essentially would make sure that when policies are being considered, when uh, and policies obviously translate into laws, into regulations, uh, in, 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 into legislation, when that is being discovered at the highest level or, or debated at the highest level, that those traditional spiritual values are taken into account. See, very often what we have is we have uh, laws that come down which have an ideological background or a basis, because all laws will have some form of moral or ideological basis, but they simply don't or no longer take into account the spiritual values which the vast majority of people continue to hold dear, and which is an integral part of their dignity, their humanity, how they live their lives, how they see their world, what they want to pass on to their children. And so if we can engage and make sure that those, uh, let's say, traditional spiritual values, family values, are observed and understood and respected at the highest level, then it is far less likely that we will be facing uh, down the line uh, laws which are now contrary to those values, which now we have to basically fight as if we've got our backs to the wall against the city uh, wall. You know, you want to fight the battle a hundred miles away from the city, not when the enemies are the gates. And that, I think, is what the Spiritual Advisory Board has the potential to do, is to push the battle back up to the policy level rather than fight it on the ground when it comes in the form of legislation or regulation or even court cases uh, which you know are now going to be potentially very contrary to people of faith so that I think is how the benefit can come in and of course having organizations within nations you've then got a two-way communication so you know what's coming your way and you can also feed back what is actually happening on the ground so I think it's a, a, a very positive development Maybe just uh, off your hip, Michael, the current major issues that we're facing um, as a, uh, in terms of freedom of religion in South Africa that you have on your radar right now, uh, just so that listeners can know the kinds of conversations that we're going to be having in the next couple of weeks. Well, one thing we know, and I'm about to go to a meeting actually at the airport, is that there is a lot of legislation that has been through the commentary process, like the Food Amendment Bill, uh, 
some of these things are going to come back onto the screen. And when they do, of course, we need to be ready, we need to be prepared to speak up, to make our voices heard. Uh, so we've actually done, which might be interesting to, to the listeners, uh, this week we had a virtual roadshow. We did it on Zoom, and we recorded it, and we have put it up on our uh, website. Uh, you can look at it there. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, I, I believe it's going to be promoted on our Facebook page as well. So we would encourage people to go and, and listen to that. We've actually uh, finally discovered how to chunk it up into sort of chapters, into sort of topics. And so you can literally go there. You can see the topics which might interest you, and you can click on that, and you'll get a sort of a two, three-minute update or summary. So, yeah, th- th- that is the best thing to do. Let- let's stay informed, stay vigilant, stay alert, because we need to be ready to move. That's great, Michael. Thank you so much. And and thank you for your time. And uh, maybe I should just also point out that I do every week uh, that if folk are interested in, t- in this ongoing discussion, your website really is a great place to go to. That's foisa.org.za. Uh, uh, and then the other place is Facebook. Uh, you have uh, Freedom of Religion SA uh, on Facebook in terms of a uh, Facebook page they can follow and you guys are frequently posting videos and newsletters and other bits and pieces uh, to that, uh, to that uh, platform. Yes, wonderful. That's exactly what uh, they can go. And, and sign up for our newsletter as well, <laughs> which you can also do uh, on, on our website. Great stuff. Michael, thanks for your time. I'm glad that you're back, in, back safely in South Africa, and I look forward to chatting to you next week. Wonderful. Look forward to it, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Every blessing, brother. Bye.